Welcome to In the Pines, a monthly podcast covering the mysterious, weird, and sometimes unbelievable stories that happen in the place where people love to find solace, the great outdoors. My name is Pox Holiday. And I am Nikki, or as our Zoom things say, your old razzle-dazzle, and I am twat waffle extraordinaire, and hello yep. and welcome. <laughs> hello! <laughs> Which I can remember to change that back before I like get done. <laughs> it's the same. I, I actually, it's the same Zoom I use for work, so that might not be good when I pop in a webinar or meeting to have up. <laughs> I had that happen to me this week. I was I had I had several Zoom calls this week for work, and all of a sudden one popped up, and it was like Bubba something something something. I can't remember what it was, but it was like obviously like a joke one uh-huh. that they had done it like over the weekend had done a Zoom call with a friend or something like that. And I was like, I just wanted they didn't have their camera on, and I just was like, just want to make sure I'm talking with you know Bob Johnson. They were like, yeah, and I was like, have you looked at your name? They were like, oh, Ooh, my bad. <laughs> and all of a sudden changed it. I'm like, hey, I don't care. I don't care. I just wanted to make sure I'm talking to who I'm supposed to be talking to here. <laughs> oh, and, and I mean, I, I was just about to say, if I don't have to see another Zoom call, but I realized I was saying that to a Zoom call. Yeah, what the fuck? Come on, dude. Ah, but I mean, honestly, for the next, for the next, for That's the next 48 it. hours. I quit. No more interesting information from me. Just kidding. Uh-huh. There we go. <laughs> no, no, I'll be fine with 48 hours without a Zoom call. I mean, same. That's all my week has been is like Zoom calls, webinars, and teaching. That's, well, Ooh. that's been my past month and a half, honestly. So I will be, it's going to be a nice little reprieve this weekend. So. Yeah. And as I told you before, before we started recording, I was just crushing dreams. Yes. As always. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sometimes, not to be the dream killer, but sometimes dreams need to be crushed because they are completely impractical, unfortunately. I am the reality bringer. Well, And this is coming from Little Miss, like, sunshines and rainbows and, like, Little Miss optimistic and everybody can do well. Like, yeah, there you go. Like, sometimes, nah, it ain't feasible. <laughs> I can't remember the rest of that song. The next 30 minutes will be dedicated to us attempting to hum slash sing a song we don't know. No, I'm just kidding. No, please don't leave. <laughs> come back, come back, come back. <laughs> oh lord oh yeah no, we've we've done it we've done a quite a bit of talking before this but um <laughs> just a little uh, uh yeah and and this subject this week is an interesting one it was not one that i saw coming no nah. um even though i did suggest it because i saw just a little bit of something hold on let's give credit where credit is due we must say thanks yes. to your wife because she's yes. the one that led us both onto this so Yes. Thank you, yes, wife. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Well, where did she, did she? Yes. You told you messaged me and said that like she was watching it and you were like, oh no no oh 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 no I I what I meant by that oh. was uh she appreciated it. Oh okay. Well, we're still gonna give her the credit because she deserves it. <laughs> I I had brought it to her attention and it was something that she likes. So I was like, oh, this is something that other people might like. Listen, let's let's give most you times I show points. my wife. 
on her behalf. She suggested yeah, 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 it yeah, completely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> good point. Good point. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Not that she'll ever listen but, to us, right? But. <laughs> uh, no, n- never. Never. My wife would never listen to a podcast. Jesus Christ. No, the only, the only podcast she'll listen to is uh, The Fly on the Wall about Saturday Night Live. That's all. Uh, there so you far. go. So. <laughs> yeah. And the original podcast, you ever heard of it, called Serial? Uh, she loved it i might be slightly obsessed <laughs> with it but i guess you would have never guessed that considering you know i'm obsessed with true crime but anyways <laughs> right but uh yeah that's uh you know you know of course like everybody knows the original podcast yes the og <laughs> z og although it came out from 2015 yeah. <laughs> Nobody had a podcast before that. Nobody, especially nobody on this current Zoom call had a podcast before that. I don't know who would have. <laughs> no, and I'm not bitter. No, not at all. Uh, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Shall I get going? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> all right, there we go. <laughs> Formed almost 600,000 years ago with a current elevation of 14,179 feet. Sitting at the southern end of the Cascade Range in the in Siskiyou County, California, is a volcano named Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta has seven named glaciers on the mountain, even though some of them are just valleys uh, now because they don't actually have glaciers in them. Um, the mountain feeds the Shasta, Sacramento, and Mount Cloud Rivers. The USGS estimates that Mount Shasta has erupted at least once per 800 years during the past 10,000 years, about once per 300 years during the past 3,500 years, and about once per 250 years during the past 750 years. In 1786, a French ship exploring the California coast claimed to see a volcanic eruption from the sea, but there's been no definitive proof yet. Geologists and others have searched for the ash that would have been left behind, but have never found it. All right. Then, in August 1854, E.D. Pierce made the first successful summit of Mount Shasta with a party of eight other climbers. He then returned to the summit later that summer and etched his name in the rock at the summit to prove he climbed it. Since it is believed that the original settlements around Mount Shasta were created around 7,000 years ago... I think it's safe for us to assume that E.D. Pierce was the first white man to successfully summit Mount Shasta. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, especially if he returned just to write his name. Yes. Because <laughs> it's, like it's like, that's like a dog pissing on a tree is what that is right there. Yeah. White man how, has to write his did, name on it to say that, hey, I was here. Yeah. Dog has to pee on a tree to say that they were there. <laughs> it, it, it just It just makes it that less momentous yes. when it's like, oh, he came back later and it's like, Wait, so did he do it in the wintertime? What the hell was he thinking? Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, around 15,000 summit attempts are made per year uh, as skiers and climbers flock to the mountain. The easiest route to the summit is via Avalanche Gulch, which, yeah, yeah, why not go up Avalanche Gulch? Yeah, sure. It's hailed as one of the best backcountry skiing routes in the entire United States. If it's done correctly... (laughs) <laughs> the round can deliver 7,000 feet of perfect skiing conditions. Holy That's cow. That's just crazy. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then in February 1959, one section of the mountain received the record for the most snowfall in one storm in the United States with 15.575 feet of snow. No, thank you. <laughs> nope. Now, that was one storm that hung out for three days. So... um no, Still, five feet a day? Blah, good. No. 
(laughs) (laughs) So the mountain and its surrounding 38,000 acres are protected and designated as the Mount Shasta Wilderness Area. Um, That was created in the 1984 Wilderness Act. Mount Shasta was already designated as, as a natural, excuse me, Mount Shasta was already designated as a national natural landmark by the federal government in 1976. Um, On July um, July 6, 2016, Ryan Gelfie set the fastest known time on Mount Shasta. He climbed from horse camp to the summit in one hour and 37 minutes and five seconds. Which then again makes uh, E.D. Pierce's (laughs) accomplishment. Yeah. (laughs) Suck on that, Pierce. (laughs) Uh, So much whiter. Yeah. Oh, gosh. In 2018, the USGS updated its list of most hazardous volcanoes in the country. Mount Shasta ranked fifth out of the list 18, quote, very high threat volcanoes. Because of several recent undisputed events, it has also had young eruptions by geologic standards, and we know there is magna in its plumbing system. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> That's honestly past that. It's talking about the city of Mount Shasta, mm-hmm. um, but it really starts to dive into more what you're going to talk about. And so I figured I would leave that up to you. Okay. Well, like I said, it was quick. It was quick and concise. I but like I mean, it. You know, I like it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Lord knows I did that. What last time? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, this is what you get. It's super short because my God, I will fall into everything you're going to cover if I don't do it short and sweet. So I appreciate. Oh yeah, it's like it's like trying to cover Point uh, Point Pleasant. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, well, so welcome, kids, to the weirdness that is Mount Shasta. Because, is it Shasta or Shasta? I I don't know. I've I, I've always called it Shasta. Well, but maybe that's, because I was wondering if. That might just if, be my if, hick if, trying to come out and say Shasta. So, which is very possible. Well, see, I was always thinking. Oh, <laughs> I was <down>. always. <laughs> I just had to kind of get comfy. Um, I was always thinking of like Shasta the drink. Do you have Shasta? Yeah, but I thought it was pronounced Shasta. Oh. I've, Maybe I, that's a regional thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just a hillbilly hick thing to call should, it Shasta should we, instead of Shasta. Should we Google it? Because that, that's how I looked up Siskiyou oh. County. Yeah, I can't uh, even pronounce see. that. It's in my story, but I'm like. <laughs> I found a video. Shasta. Oh, okay. I'll call it by its correct name then. So I don't have like tons of <laughs> Shastaites. Hold on, hold on. Messaging me. Shasta. 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 <laughs> and just keep saying it over Shasta. and over Shasta. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. So oh. Mount Shasta as they like to call it. Um, to say Shasta. that Mount Shasta is uh, got some weird stuff going on is an understatement, to say the least. Because uh, if you could have only seen me, Pox, when I was researching, I know I sent you like the conspiracy theory, like red points on the map meme, gif, yeah. whatever it yeah. was. But legit, I was like, I had, I had a YouTube video playing in my earbuds. I had, like, you know how I pick on you for, like, 20 tabs open? Hi, I joined your club. I joined your club. (laughs) I had, like, 20 different tabs open. I'm trying to, like, transpose some stuff I heard from the YouTube video onto, like, my sheet. I'm, like, going back and forth and seeing what 
like I had the tabs divided up. Okay, this is for this section. This guy relates to this section. This started this section. And so like literally I was going back and forth in between tabs. I was listening to that. I mean, it was a hot mess express to say the least. Why are you so- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> How many is that? I don't know. I don't Listener, know. I don't know. I don't Pox know. <laughs> just showed me his screen share of his screen. And literally, I mean, obviously it had the Shasta pronunciation, but he also has, I'm pretty sure, 30 tabs currently open on his desktop. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 30. Who does that? But I did close another window. I've got five open right now, and I'm like, I can't deal with five. You closed another window. How many were on that one? Like 80? <laughs> 80? No, le- le- less than that one. It was probably only seven or eight. Jesus, take the wheel. Anyways, so, mm-hmm. yes, I went into like a conspiracy. I am not a conspiracy theorist. I have stated this before, as we all know. However, I went into a conspiracy theorist spiral type scenario researching Ooh. this because there's some weird ass shit that happens on this mountain or directly related around it. Could I explain some uh, of it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but otherwise, no, nah, it's weird. It's really weird. Especially the first thing I'm going to talk to, which I'll get into here in just a few minutes. Oh, boy. But it's weird. I don't know how many times I can say it's weird because it's weird. Mount Shasta, <laughs> Shasta, not Shasta, is weird. Okay. Off my soapbox. And are you ready? <laughs> yeah, but uh, whereas Taylor Swift all... says, says, "Are you ready for it?" Dun, 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 yes. Dun. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I, 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 I am. <clears throat> you are. I, I, I believe I am because I, like I said, I, I saw a little bit, but I can tell you right now, one hundred percent, I forgot everything. We're about to get crazy. Nice. Okay, anyways. I I think I've had too much sugar and caffeine today, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Again, conspiracy mode. Sugar, caffeine, conspiracy mode. Anyways, all right. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, I ate right before we uh, did this for the first time today. Oh, well. It's been more, one of those days. Uh, I feel you there. So first and foremost, I didn't know if you know this, and I don't know if you, I can't remember if you just talked about this, but... Did you know that Mount Shasta is not directly connected to any other mountains around it, by the way? It, it's not part of the Cascade Range? It, it's <clears throat> a part of the range, sort of. But you know how normal mountain ranges, like, they'll have, like, the ebbs and flows of the ranges and stuff. Yeah. So Mount Shasta is actually completely disconnected from any other surrounding mountain range. Oh, okay. I guess because it's an active, like, a semi-active volcano. <clears throat> so it's more of a... Right. I just came up out the earth and it just, I don't know. Yeah. But. Bubbled up. It is not directly connected to any of the mountains around it, which is cool and surprising. Hmm. But to start us out. So Native American tribes have lived in the area of Mount Shasta for over 10,000 years. Okay. And it's one of the longest occupied areas in North America that we know of. And. Mount Shasta is considered a sacred place for Native Americans, with many tribes dating their lineages back to a time when eruptions actually took place there. Like, we haven't, that we, 
except for the one that you talked about in the 1700s, modern man has not seen an actual eruption of Mount Shasta. I meant to put in there, I I forgot, I I meant to put in there that actually um, in like 2000, uh, within the last 10 years, Mm -hmm. scientists have actually removed that sighting from. Oh, okay. yeah, so the, they no longer consider that 1874 or whatever yeah. to be a legitimate because they're like there's no there's no proof. Mm-hmm. And so like some like 2012 or 2020, I can't remember. Okay. Somewhere in there somewhere in there they were like, "Nope, we're taking it off the list." So yeah, it, it's 2000 years ago. So the region where Mount Shasta lies is home to um several different tribes including the Shasta, the Atsugui, the Achumawi, Wintu and Modoc tribes. And one that we're really going to kind of focus on a little bit is the Modoc. Okay. So each tribe has myths about the mountain itself, of course, as they would, or not myths per se, but more of their stories that are told down through the years. Lore. Lore. There we go. And some say it is a sacred center of the universe. Um, some say it is the birthplace of all life. Um, one theme, though, that's in each native legend that is told um, is that you do not go above the tree line because that is the area for the sky people. OK, mm-hmm. so there's a place called Petroglyph, Petroglyph Point that's nearby to Mount Shasta. Um, and it has like, you know, the usual typical carvings you see of like different animals, people doing things, stuff like that. Right. But it also has carvings of what some people believe are the sky people. Okay. Hmm. So Native American legends that talk about a race of sky people um, that are, they're actually like giants that are living on Mount Shasta. So the hmm. Modoc, they hmm. have one of the Matakagmi, which is, it translates to keeper of the woods. Um, and it's possibly their version of the one and only Bigfoot. Bigfoot? Yes. <laughs> Bigfoot. So our first weird yes. and unusual, okay, Bigfoot. It's it's pretty short <sighs> and sweet on Bigfoot, though. So legend says that these creatures actually roam the area of Mount Sh- present-day Mount Shasta um, for thousands of years, but were suddenly wiped out due to a giant great flood. And I want you to remember this point about a giant great flood. Okay. <laughs> so there's one in every religion. <laughs> uh, but but it does tie into one of our weird and unusual things that we're going to cover oh, here in a little great. bit. Great. Yeah. So the Modoc have their keeper of the woods, right? But mm-hmm. um, since the 1920s, white people, because, you know, white people have actually <laughs> talked about a tall creature roaming the forest surrounding Mount Shasta. Which they claim is the one and only Bigfoot. <laughs> yes. So, so that's kind of oh, wow. about their the little bit of weirdness about the giants and stuff. And yeah. So yeah, you know what? I, as a side note, I think you know, open tab. Um, I think <laughs> open tab, please. <laughs> um, I, there's got to be something about giants. I mean, I feel like we could probably do an entire show about giants because oh, there is. I mean, I mean, no. I mean because I mean, I literally live miles away from Judicula Rock, yeah, which is about you know the 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 giant in the Cherokee yes. legend. Um, he's way more than just a giant. 
but um, but like he's a giant creature, and so it's like there must have been something many, many, many years ago that was giant. Like I, you know, just well, you know, because what we had more nitrogen. I don't know. No, and here's the thing: they've actually proven that there are there were individuals living back, you know, ten thousand years ago or so, um, that were would be considered quote unquote giants. By that time period, right? Right, um, right. One really, really good example here. I'm going to pull uh, here in West Virginia for you yet again. But one really good <laughs> example is um, the largest man-made earthen mound of like Native American tribes is to the north of me here in West Virginia in Moundsville. And so I cannot remember what time period this ma- mound is from. And I do apologize for that. But when they did an excavation of the mound, like a proper excavation and we're doing like the research and this and that. So these mounds that were built by native Americans were burial sites is what they were. And I'm sure you've heard of them down in North Carolina and stuff. Um, Some of our listeners might be familiar with it too, but so there are burial sites. Well, this one in Moundsville, they actually found two individual, there were six people that were buried in this mound. Okay. Two of which are considered giants by that that time period because they, when they looked at the skeletons, they were almost eight feet tall people. Jeez. Yeah. So think back to you know ten thousand years ago, Native Americans uh, historically, and we know this from like research and you know archaeology digs and all that. Humans were much shorter back then. Not not yeah, not yeah. so much what we are now. I mean, I'm five six and I'm. To, you know, for a modern day average female, that's a pretty decent height. Because honestly, you still, females are usually typically in the like 5'2 to 5'4 range yeah. or something. Well, just go to like 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 a good a good rule of thumb. Go to an old church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> like, you, you, like, you know, even like I'm, I'm not much taller than you. Yeah. And like I would have to like you, you like sometimes you have to like kind of stoop. Yeah, like, exactly. I, that's I just think like old ass churches is like small people. No, that's a perfect <laughs> example, because if you look at like a lot of more historic structures and stuff, the door frames and ceilings were much shorter because people were much shorter. So if you mm. think back to 10,000, 15,000 years ago with an Indian burial mound or Native American burial mound, excuse my terminology there for a minute. Sorry. Mm. But to have two Two individuals that reached almost eight feet tall. Yeah, that would definitely be considered a giant, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Even by our standards, it's like that's pretty yeah. daggone do- tall. <laughs> I, I, I think I, 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 this is one of those weird things that I know because I was looking up once the the shortest and the tallest you can be to serve in the military. Uh-huh. And I believe that legally a giant is <laughs> six foot seven and five eight. I think that is correct. I, because it's like you have to be over six, seven and a half. Yeah. To be to be a giant. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And again, what a stupid thing for me to fucking. Do. <laughs> well, you know. It's just like well, what, you know, just like I was talking about with my friend there, you know, where it's like he can't remember anything because it's all his brain's full of music. I can't remember anything because I remember how tall a giant is. I mean, same. I have <sighs> way too much useless knowledge in this tiny head of mine. So. <laughs> Yeah, just like good old Cliff Clayton from <laughs> Cheers. Here's you know about fact. military height. I know random shark facts. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Perfect, perfect. All right. So that's our little bit of weirdness on giants. Okay. Which is going to lead into. <laughs> Check one. Check Tab. one. Check one. There's several checks. All right. Giants. Giants. <laughs> so 
This leads us into something that is probably Mount Shasta's biggest lore, legend, weirdness, weirdness that surrounds it. Lost cities and lost continents. And in particular, the lost civilization of Lemuria. Oh, Lemuria. Yes, I, I know, Lemuria. I, I, know, I know like this much about it. I, I just know that much about it. I knew not a daggone thing before I looked at this. And this is what took me really down the rabbit hole, by the way. <laughs> it's it's yeah. stupid, crazy, weird. And I'm not even like, I'm probably not even covering half about Lemuria. Uh, but still. <laughs> yeah. Weird as shit. Anyways. All right. So. Lemurians and Lemuria. Let's talk about it, shall we? Okay. So, a man named a man named J.C. Brown was the first person to supposedly find the lost civilization of Lemuria. And in 1904, J.C. Brown was working as a geologist for a gold mine operation um, and was sent to Mount Shasta to look for gold or that area around it. Um, because as we know, California and the West Coast, big thing back in the early 1900s and late 1800s was that whole gold rush thing, right? So during one of his expeditions, he actually came across a rock fall that looked like something could kind of be buried underneath it. Um, and so he decided, hey, you know, why not? Might as well like clear it out and see what's going on here. So when he cleared the area, he discovered a cave that looked as though it went on for quite a distance. So we know that Mount Shasta is a semi-active volcano, right? And when you mm -hmm. hear a cave that goes for quite a distance, what's your first thing? First thought? Lava tube. Lava tube, right? That's because <laughs> you're going to have, because at first I was like, I mean, I didn't put two and two together. And I'm like, because there's a lot of talk of like different caves and on Mount Shasta and like different crevices you can get into. And I was like, why are there so many caves? And then I was like, oh, duh, semi-active volcano, lava tubes all over the daggone place, right? And I probably wouldn't come up with the word lava tubes if I hadn't just done research on Mount Shasta. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Being a volcano. <laughs> I'm proud. I'm proud. All right. Thank you. So he cleared out all this rock and he was like, hey, what is this weird cave that goes back for a while? So... He decided that he was going to go ahead and hike the length of the tunnel as far as he could go, at least. And it ended up being 11 miles in length. Now, if he did this in one day or not, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, he would kind of, well, no, I guess if he had supplies, he could, you know, camp out halfway in or so. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, it was yeah. 11 miles in length, according to him. And at the end of the tunnel, Mr. J.C. Brown states that he found what he described as something that looked like an ancient city deep within Mount Shasta. He found equipment that had looked like it was from some kind of ancient mining operation. And he found statues, tablets, and weapons that were all apparently made of gold and inscribed with hieroglyphics. So speculation glasses are on at this point, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry. I, occasionally I forget that this is an audio medium. <laughs> JC Brown made it 11 miles down this lava tube or cave or whatever it was. Right. And he, that was a big sniff. Sorry. Um, he gets to the end of it and there's actually like a couple of little rooms. So there's the main room where he sees like the ancient mining equipment and the statues and tablets and weapons made of gold and blah, blah, blah. 
So there's a couple other little like sad rooms almost, I guess you would say. Um, and the final room in this like cave city that he found um, was inscribed with or was what looked like a tomb. Okay. And it housed 27 giant skeletons ranging in height from anywhere from like seven to 10 feet tall. And they were all arranged around this room. Hmm. So what does that remind you of? The Bigfoot. Well, Bigfoot, but yes. <laughs> but it also makes me think back to the ancient Egyptians and how they would have their rooms for their, uh, like in their, you know, barrel tombs oh, yeah, 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 and whatnot, yeah. where they had like different rooms and sections. And like one room, they might have like effigies or statues that were the gods that they worshiped, right? And they right, would right. be situated around the room. So, like, when I read that, I was like, hmm. hmm. Like, skepticism glasses definitely turned on big time. Anyways. Right. So, he wasn't sure what to do at that point when he discovered, you know, all this gold equipment and tablets and weapons and these, like, giant skeletons that are arranged in a different room. So, he decided to uh, just leave the cave. <laughs> he said, forget it. We yeah. out. Um, yeah. So Rational. when he left, he covered the entrance and he told absolutely nobody, and I mean nobody about it. Okay. However, he later started to become obsessed with the thought of this ancient cave city, whatever, and starting at reading a book by a man named James Churchward called The Lost Continent of Mew. So. In this book, it spoke of a city called Lemuria. Now, when you see the word Lemuria, which is spelled L-E-M-U-R-I-A, literally the only thing that I can think of every time I see this word and say it now is little ringtail lemurs. Like, that's yeah, all I yeah, want to yeah. think of. So I'm like, yeah. maybe it's giant lemurs that were hanging out in a cave in Mount Shasta. Hey. I don't know. But yeah, I just can't get that out of my brain, unfortunately. So, <laughs> according to this book by James Churchward, um, Lemuria was a lost city that had, or lost continent, excuse me, that had supposedly, supposedly sunk into the ocean thousands upon thousands of years prior. And apparently Lemuria and another famous now sunken city, quote unquote, are connected. Can you guess what that city might be? Atlantis, the lost city of Atlantis. Yes, but like, but Lemur, like from the little I know, it's in like they think the Pacific, right? So they think that. Oh, it's an Indian. Mm, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead. Yeah, no, you go. No, ahead. it is because it's. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. because it goes into like all about this. So in 1889, Frederick Spencer Oliver wrote a book. Um entitled A Dweller on Two Planets. And this book actually tells a story written on ancient Hindu tablets. Um, and it's from over a million years ago when the earth was ruled about two, ruled by two advanced civilizations, the Atlanteans and the Lemurians. So both cultures, apparently, according to this book, had technology that far exceeded what we have today. Like we're talking like, you know how, like, they always say in the future, we're going to have, like, flying cars and this and that and blah, blah, blah. 
So they said that this was kind of like how these two civilizations were. Atlantis, however, was the dominant culture and wanted to rule all, including Lemuria. And Lemuria just basically wanted to be left alone. I mean, don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Both civilizations then, because Atlantis was like, we want to take over. And Lemuria was like, no, we don't want no part of this. Um, they, the two civilizations went to war and it even included apparently a nuclear war and this nuclear war got so violent that apparently it caused the earth's tectonic plates to become unstable and magnetic poles to shift. Okay. Wow. So this then caused a massive flood that destroyed both civilizations and only a few survivors of Atlantis remained and they evacuated to an underground city called Agartha. And a few Lemurians were able to evacuate and flee, and they fled to present-day Mount Shasta, where they then established a city called Telos. So, you're just shaking your head. You're like, what is this shit? Telos. (laughs) (laughs) It's so far-fetched, but God, it's weird and crazy, and I love it. I can't remember. Are are you a South Park watcher? I used to be. I have not watched it forever, but I used to. Did you ever watch the Scientology one? Yes, I did see that one. <laughs> that's I mean, that's what I feel like. Where you know where it's flashing across yep. the bottom. Where it says, this is what they really believe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, like like all the names that are being like an Thanos came down. It's like what, is this a Marvel movie? Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah, uh, to say the least. Like I know I'm like Very I went into conspiracy rabbit hole, but at the same time I'm like. When I'm reading this, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm so yeah. skeptical oh, yeah. at this point. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is, it's yeah, crazy yeah, shit. yeah. Like, it's crazy. I thought I knew a, I thought I knew a little bit about Lemuria. I didn't really know shit. Nah, this is crazy, <laughs> weird, off the wall shit. Like for sure. Back to our buddy, Mister J C Brown. Okay, so once Brown actually discovered these stories um, about the Atlanteans and Lemurians and their like lost cities that they had to flee to and blah blah blah. Um, He became obsessed, and I mean obsessed, and he actually (laughs) believed the lost civilization of Lemuria was what was under Mount Shasta, okay? Wow. (laughs) So he he made his little discovery of, like, the lava tube cave place, so he says, and then 30 years later, after he's had time to, one, get obsessed, and two, like, really get obsessed, he decided he was going to go back to Mount Shasta, okay? And he created a search party of 80 researchers, scientists, and explorers to help him rediscover Lemuria within Mount Shasta. How many? 80. Okay. Eight zero. That many people, like, bought into this is what's insane. Because what he would do, <laughs> what... But you know, like, you know, like, 40, at least 40% were like... Let's just see what this motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah, without a doubt. But this is also this is back in the 1930s at this point, right? Because he originally <clears throat> discovered, quote unquote, this possible lost civilization in 1902. So this is in the 1930s. So what's going on in the 1930s? We've just finished the First World War. We're in mm-hmm. the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Shit is shit. I mean, it's yeah. just horrible times. People are reaching for something different and unique to like. Yeah. Grasp onto because life sucks at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I can see where 80 people would get completely enthralled into an amazing story like this. There wasn't shit to do. No. How many videos from just the last century have you seen of people 
standing on a dock waving to a boat going away. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Thousands. Yeah. Thousands of people would pack piers to watch a boat go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. But I mean, it, it really is telling, though, because of just the time period that it's like, oh, OK, I can see why people would grasp onto this and be like, yes, this has got to be something. We've got to go check it out. We've got to see what's going on. Right. Right. But one reason why I think that he was so he was so able to gather so many people up and like convince so many people is because Brown like got to a point where he would go out on the corner, apparently from where he lives and would just start like <laughs> reciting about the Lemurians and just telling the tale <laughs> of Lemuria and all that, like nonstop, definitely. like I'm, I'm, for days yeah. on it. Like he, I mean, I don't want to man you would sound, definitely follow. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> say that he sounded like a total loon because obviously he did something right. If he had this many people like subscribing onto his like BS, he's feeding them. But I mean, it's, it's noted that he like literally would go out and not preach but i guess preach about lemuria or something along but like <laughs> he would just talk about it all the time so then you know after a while people are like okay maybe this guy's like onto something sure why not let's go for it yeah after a while of hearing a screaming lunatic on the on the street every day on your way to work hey maybe 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 possibly like, ah, fuck it i got a free week yeah then. but there's a depression so the story <laughs> that he would tell about lemuria it got so popular and like so well known that it was actually covered by newspapers all over the state and country like word of mouth spread so much Jesus. right so oh my god on the morning that the expedition was actually supposed to begin guess what happened just take a wild guess uh he was late not quite but you're close he, he forgot where to go no he did not show brown did not show up <laughs> he no showed him completely no showed him okay not here not there not anywhere just poof farting away gone okay so people actually searched for him everywhere that they could i mean they checked like every hotel house like store <laughs> in town but he had literally apparently just vanished and he was never heard from again like gone <laughs> when i say farting away farting away gone that's perfect that's perfect yeah so he disappeared <laughs> how long do you think how long do you think they sat there like hold on he said he'd come he said he'd come where's he at we, we know he's coming he's gotta be coming like where, where's he's, mr brown I mean, Mr. Brown, where is the where, are where you? is the man that is going to take us to the lost city of gold? He promised. Yeah. Or I like what I like to imagine with that lovely transatlantic accent accent, like Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown. I thought I to you told us you were coming, uh, Mr. Brown. Wherever could you have went? How disappointing! How disappointing! Oh my goodness! Thank you. Take us to the thank you the lava tubes, <laughs> Mr. Brown. I thought we were going to the lava tubes today. Come on, some it was never heard from again. No, never heard from again. Never. Some people said that a secret and powerful organization learned of his plans and had him disposed of. What? Who do you think that organization might be? I'm, the Illuminati. Yes, or... they said Illuminati. Okay. We going. We going to Illuminati. <laughs> I really just they, they did. Well, like, 
I guess their version that, of nineteen thirty. Well, no, the Illuminati was back yeah. around back then. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that but that was like what they said, yeah. like the Illuminati, Illuminati did. Took I just took, I just took a while. No, guess, that's who they course. said. Illuminati took care of them. Who else? Um, who else? Some people thought the Shriners. He, <laughs> some people thought that he no longer needed a search party though, because he had been granted access to Lemuria, and it had been taken there by a mysterious flying machine. Yeah, or makes sense. A UFO. Um, and then of course some people just said he was a fraud. As oh, go back to the sky people. <laughs> Yes, sky people. Yeah, see, goes all the way to the top, as usual. All the way to the top, above the tree line, above baby. That tree line. All right. So, ten years ago, however, so we have Mr. J.C. Brown's hole in Mount Shasta that he found. But ten years ago, a different hole was found in the side of Mount Shasta, and this time it was found by a man named Elijah Sullivan. But this hole, however. Unlike the one that J.C. Brown found, which we think is probably a lava tube of some type, um, the one that Elijah Sullivan found, um, it appears to be man-made and is about 60 feet deep. Um, and it seems to have been dug by hand at nighttime using a makeshift pulley system to remove the dirt. And the only clues the diggers left behind were a ladder, some bus- buckets, and a plastic water bottle. And because Sullivan found this and he was very intrigued by it, he is currently in the process of making a documentary, or it may be finished by this point. Um, I couldn't find if it was, but he's making a documentary titled The Whole Story. H-O-L-E Story. Mm. I thought it was funny. I laughed a lot when I saw that. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Because of the play on words. Okay, I'm a dork. (laughs) No, no. <laughs> You're just like, uh huh. And I'm like, get it? The whole story? I'm like, H O L E and W H O L E. Oh, I got it. <laughs> I got it. I uh, yeah, I'm just a nerd for corny jokes. Anyways, but his documentary is about this hole in which he dives into three different theories on its origin. Um, he thinks that it's either people trying to find the lost city of Lemuria. Or it might be people illegally searching for Native American artifacts because that is apparently a big issue around that area, unfortunately. Or it might just be people searching for gold. So one of those three theories is what he thinks it is. But real quick, back to um, Mr. J.C. Brown and him going missing. And remember I said one of the reasons that they think he went missing is because he'd been taken by a mysterious flying machine. Mm -hmm. Um, or a UFO. So now Mm -hmm. we get on to our next weird-ass thing with Mount Shasta, the UFO sightings. Jesus, this place. (laughs) So you have sightings around Mount Shasta go back to about 100 years or so, okay? Um, But more recent, sightings are definitely on the rise and moving up quickly. Like, they've had way more sightings within the past like 25 to 50 years okay um mount shasta ranked 13th in the top ufo hotspots in the world last year wow yeah crazy huh and some even say that it's like in like uh competition with roswell almost in the u.s (laughs) right um some sightings include Chrome objects that hover above the roads and lights moving quietly in formation at Mount Shasta's peak and then disappearing. 
But one of the most widely reported sightings occurred in 2008, where residents of the area, so the area directly around Mount Shasta, claimed they saw what looked like a giant glowing jellyfish hovering over the mountain, and witnesses claimed it made no noise but appeared to have a large fire inside of it. However, even though this is like one of the most widely reported sightings, there's no actual photos from this UFO sighting. Like fire inside of it. Yes. But wow. This I want you to remember this one because here after a while I am going to go into cuz you know me, little miss skeptic. Got a fire and a flood to remember what the fuck? I just you can do it. I know you can. <sighs> okay. You can remember. It's late. <laughs> and I say this because <sighs> I go into later and in like some of the reasons why we have some of these weird things. So remember the flood <coughs> and now remember the fire inside the UFO. Okay. And I'm also remembering the things I left out of the beginning as well too, but Ooh. go ahead. All right. So what makes the UFOs that surround Mount Shasta somewhat strange and unusual is that they not only fly around the mountain, but apparently have been seen flying into the mountain as well. So not that they just kind of like flew and like disappeared into a hole in the mountain, but literally flew into the side of the mountain rock wall and vanished into that rock face. Hmm. Yeah. So locals state that they believe the UFOs enter through a portal in the clouds surrounding the mountain. And that's how they get there and get out. So we segue from UFOs mysteriously disappearing to now people mysteriously disappearing so now we're on to our next weird and strange and unusual thing that revolves around mount shasta is there enough yet probably not because there's so many (laughs) daggone weird and strange and unusual things okay all right so mount shasta is apparently a major area for mysterious disappearances within north america like you have people that go missing yada yada we we know this right but apparently Mount Shasta is a real hotbed for the really weird disappearances. Our first disappearance that we are going to talk about is one that happened in 2011. A young couple was with their five-year-old son and they were camping at Mount Shasta. Um, They were doing a few things around their campsite. And when they looked up, all of a sudden they looked around and their son was missing. Okay. Not, not unheard of. Right. Let's think back to what? Episode one. <laughs> I was just like, we've heard of that yeah, before. We've heard of that before. Episode one. Dennis Martin. So they when they, you know, noticed that their son was missing from the general vicinity, they immediately called the authorities and a massive search ensued that lasted for five hours. And when I say massive search, like they were trained professionals, okay? So trained search and rescue professionals. This was not like the Dennis Martin scenario where like God and everybody decided they were going to try to help and just made it worse. Okay. (laughs) So after the five hours of searching, all of a sudden a deputy sheriff heard a quiet voice coming from a bush near their campsite. Now this is particularly odd because like I said, they had numerous search and rescue personnel, trained personnel that were helping to look for this boy. And they had already looked and combed this entire area that was in the immediate vicinity of the campsite that they were staying at. Okay. And they didn't find a thing. So they then found the boy perfectly fine behind that butch and the search 
you know, was called off. However, a few weeks later, this boy was talking to his grandmother on the phone, who he called his grandma, Cappy, about what happened to him and told her he liked this grandma, Cappy, better than the other grandma, Cappy, that found him in the woods. (laughs) So, yeah. We're Grandma Cappy. Grandma Cappy. So when this little boy was asked by his mother about this, the boy stated to his mom that his other grandma Cappy had taken him to a cave in the woods where there were other people there also who were frozen into place. And he thought the other grandma Cappy was really nice, but she all of a sudden asked him to take a poop on a piece of paper. <laughs> By the way, by the way, before you get too tickled, he told he told his mom he couldn't poop. (laughs) It's so fucking specific. (laughs) Right? Like, <laughs> what could it have here, been? Grandson. What could it have been? What could it have been? Here, grandson, I need you to poop onto a piece of paper. Real quick. Yes. Go over by the frozen people. Shit <laughs> <laughs> on this piece of paper. There should be some toilet paper hiding behind Bob there that's frozen in place. You're okay. The frozen people. <laughs> well, that, <clears throat> well there, that makes me think of what you were talking about with the Egyptian thing. Exactly. With the people, like, like it wasn't really like frozen people. It was just like statues. But they were of placed people. around the room. Yeah. Oh Whenever shit. he found it. So even weirder than other Grandma Cappy asking him to poop on a piece of paper is the fact that his actual Grandma Cappy said she had been camping in the same area a few weeks prior and had blacked out. And when she came to, she was face down in the dirt and said she had a strange puncture wound on the back of her neck and was violently sick. And she was camping with (laughs) a friend that had a similar wound and was also very sick. Okay, vampires? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's Bill and Eric. No. (laughs) Oh my god! There's your true blood reference for the episode, guys. <laughs> so did they? Uh, did she let anybody know before this happened? Apparently, by the puncture wound in her head. But we will. Get okay. To that. Okay. Okay. I was just wondering if I had missed something. Yeah. No, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> All right. So that's our first mysterious disappearance. Okay. Our next one, which is one that I am way more apt to listen to, first of all, <laughs> and to believe, second of all most importantly, is the disappearance of Carl Landers. Okay? So, in 1999, Carl Landers and two of his friends set out to hike to the summit of Mount Shasta. And somewhere along the trail, Landers completely vanished, even though he was a very experienced outdoorsman. Which, that's not unheard of, right? We know that. That does happen. But... The area where he vanished, there were no woods for him to wander into, nor were there any holes that he could have fallen into. 
And the visibility was also extremely good that day with, with it being a hundred yards of visibility at least. Okay. And when Landers disappeared, he was actually in a wide open area. That was a field with no forest anywhere near him. Okay. So for a week after, (laughs) and here's the weirdest part for me. So for a week after his disappearance, because like we said, he disappeared in a wide open fielded field area. Um, for a week after his disappearance, a large team, which included National Guard helicopters with infrared sensors. So, like, they brought in the big guns for this. They yeah. searched for landers to absolutely no avail whatsoever. And during this search, nothing of landers, including equipment or clothing, was ever found. And search teams were baffled not to be able to find any trace of him whatsoever because, one, he went missing in a field. And there were no obvious crevices or dense vegetation in the area. So you would think something should, at least clothing or some form of equipment should show up at some point, right? But right. nothing was ever found and he was never seen or heard from again. That's our second disappearance. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Our next disappearance, which I can explain a little bit better, honestly, is that of Devonte Morgan. He went missing on May 5th, 2021. So a very recent one. Um, And according to Morgan's girlfriend, she and Morgan were visiting the Mount Shasta area together um, and they were from San Francisco. And on May 4th, they were staying at the Cold Creek Inn. Um, Morgan's girlfriend says in the evening they got into an argument and she ended up breaking up with him. Uh, Morgan's girlfriend also told police, though, that the next morning after the argument, she left by herself to go watch the sunrise and was walking back to her room around 9 a.m. when she crossed paths with Devante Morgan. Um, She told the police that when she saw him, he still seemed upset and they did not say anything to each other. And that was on May 5th. And that was the last time that Morgan was seen by anybody. Now that Mm -hmm. one, I can kind of explain a little more because one, if you look at like news articles and a couple, well, it's news articles. I didn't see actual police reports, but they are suspecting more so foul play with this one. And that's where my, right. my mind naturally leads to. Although it right. is kind of odd to, you know, somebody just goes missing. But then again, it's not when they've had an argument and they're walking off because they're mad because any number of things can happen. So, um, yeah, our next and last missing person which this one's kind of weird again, um, is that of <laughs> Rosemary Kunst, K-U-N-S-T, Hey-o. K-U-N-S-T, Kunst, not, not the <laughs> other way, please. So Rosemary <laughs> is a 70-year-old woman that was last seen in the Marble Mountain Wilderness at a spiritual retreat camp near Le- Spirit Lake. According to reports at the time, the rest of the group went on a day hike. So there was a bunch of people here for this, obviously. But Rosemary decided she was going to stay behind. Later in the day, she set off on a hike by herself, carrying only a sandwich, trail mix, and a journal, and was never seen again. Uh, Despite an extensive search, no trace of Rosemary was ever found, except for a few of her hairs caught on brush for that were far from the trail itself. Uh, Not cut. Rosemary. Rosemary. (laughs) Rosemary's disappearance is kind of particularly eerie because searchers said there was like no evidence to go on whatsoever. 
And 18 months before she disappeared, Rosemary was in a serious car accident that took the life of her husband, unfortunately. Um, And his name is Bud. When she set off on her walk on that fateful day when she went missing, it was reported that she was looking to mingle with the spirit of her husband. Although her family did insist she was in good physical and mental health. So that one is kind of weird. Maybe it's just more weird yeah. because of it. She was yeah. at a spiritual retreat, but it's a little more woo woo. It's a little and more yeah. woo woo, but it's very possible she got lost, especially if they found her <clears> hair, <throat> pieces of her hair caught in brush yeah. that was far off the trail. I'd say that she probably stepped off for some reason or another, yeah. you know, restroom. Either that or the smoke monster, one or the other. Or the smoke monster, yes, one of the two. Something yeah, got her. But. Again, I've been doing a rewatch of Lost, and it's still uh, so stupid. Uh, I've never watched it, never will. I love it. <laughs> you love it, I but you say it's it. so stupid. I got it so stupid. I love it. Uh, I hate three quarters of the characters. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? We have gotten through the weird and mysterious and unusual that I decided to yeah. delve into. However... I want to know, what's the deal with Mount Shasta, people? So first and foremost, the Bigfoot slash giant people sightings. So any sightings of Bigfoot, Bigfoot, in particular the few original sightings that happened back in the 1920s by white men, have Mm -hmm. been almost all proven to be man-made hoaxes, obviously. Right, right. Because yet again, I'm sorry, you're not going to get me to to subscribe onto the belief of Bigfoot. It's just not happening. The most notorious sightings happened in 1924 and were shown to prove that the footprints, quote unquote, that the men had found were in fact made by those same men using their knuckles and the palms of their hand. And large rocks that they had swore had been like large boulders that they said had been thrown at them were actually just pretty big rocks that had literally been placed down, not thrown. Because you can tell when something's been thrown, it's supposed to be placed. So that's the Bigfoot giant people sightings. A little explanation, <laughs> at least on the white man's sightings of it. Okay. I always see. I always think it's just a residual, like kind of like we were saying earlier. Like it's just a, a, a an oral tradition. Yeah. Or giants. Yeah. It's just been passed down and, and, well, and here's <clears> the explains thing. gods. It explains all kinds of things. Well, that and too, like with the the Native American version of like. The Bigfoot, for example, I am more apt mm-hmm. to believe that, especially knowing what we know about, you know, archaeological finds such as in Moundsville mm-hmm. that I talked about. I am more apt to believe yeah. a Native American version yeah. as opposed to a white man's version by far yeah. and alone. Solely because I'm, any of the modern day Bigfoot sightings are such bullshit. Like, I'll just say it. They're such bullshit. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, you yeah. can't tell me yeah, the, that, like... Yeah bones or the you know the body i guess of a bigfoot could not have been found at some point like at least in the u.s because yes i know there are a lot of like national park lands and this and that or i'll even go as far to say in north america in general however for as many people that say they see it nobody's actually gotten physical proof and so that's why i'm like nah not real there's no way they figured out trail cams. No. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's there's no way, yeah. like, that, like, like, oh, they can detect electronic. Like, no, or again, no, no, like, no. the bones or, like, <clears throat> the, you know, decaying yeah. remains of one. Like, somebody would have found something at some point. 
They would have. Yeah, exactly. One of them would have wandered off, much like one some dumbass on a hill in on Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta. And uh, and just fell down. Now here's one thing that I forgot. Now, in let me know if I'm if I'm stepping on something, okay. but I forgot to mention everyone's favorite outdoorsman, John Muir. Uh, um, <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, well, he made a quote unquote ascent of Mount Shasta. Yes. I don't know if you saw this in your research, yes. but he didn't actually. He did a circumnavigation of Mount Shasta. Yes. And one of the stories of how he survived one night, because it was like a, a, a whiteout blizzard, something, something, something. Yeah. He, the only way he survived was by laying in one of the sulfur pools above tree line. Huh. And so I wondered about um, disappearances of people falling into sulfur pools. Yeah. Um. And then the other thing I wondered about was, well, what are these? I mean, I, you know, we've talked about the will, the wisp, and yeah, those types yeah, yeah. of things. What could a sulfur pool of some kind make it look like something goes flying into the side of a mountain? I mean, I, I'm I mean, going to hold you, know. you right there. Hold you right there. Okay, we're going to get to something <laughs> similar. But yes, okay. keep that in mind for sure. All right. So next up, okay. possible explanation on Lemuria and John or John Brown. God. J.C. Brown's disappearance and his search for Lemuria, okay? So, mm-hmm. in 2017, a researcher by the name of Stephen Sindoni tracked down a man named John Benjamin Bodie, okay? And Bodie was mm-hmm. a mining engineer that had retired from Mount Shasta. John Bodie mm-hmm. had worked for Lord Caldray Mining Company, which, by the way, is the same mining company... That J.C. Brown worked for. So, <clears throat> according to Sindoni, he claims that Bodie states that he lived across the street from where Brown would give daily lectures to whoever would listen about Lemuria and the lost city mm-hmm. of Telos. However, research that Sindoni has done, as well as several other people, show that J.B. Bodie might actually be jc brown and there is limited information that's found but most of what it shows it all points to the theory that Bodie created this persona of jc brown he became super deeply involved in the search for lemuria Bodie's in-laws actually lived at the mount shasta mining company like at that mining company so he would right. come visit, hence why he wasn't out there giving his spiel every day. It was usually like on a weekend or something. <laughs> but he wasn't seen a lot because if he's an engineer, he's going to be exploring. He's only going to be seen on weekends. But, you know, apparently Bodie created this persona, became way too he was selling deeply snake involved. Oil. He was selling the snake oil, became way too deeply involved in the search for Lemuria, which he, it's very possible he actually did become like obsessed with it, obviously. And mm-hmm. when it became too big, like when he got this whole search party, which by the way, nobody lost any money in this. Like he never asked for yeah. funds or anything. He just got everybody oh, hooked okay. on the belief itself. No funds yeah. were donated or given or anything towards this. But when it got way too big, he simply took off and was just like, me, 
you know, shrug of the shoulders, I'm out. <laughs> so when everybody showed up that morning, they're like, we're going to oh. go look for it. He's like, uh, no, dude, I'm out. I'm done. How has that movie not been made yet? Good question. You know what I mean? Like, how has that movie or short miniseries not been made yet about a guy who convinces all these people to do this? And he's just a lunatic who exactly. created the character. Exactly. He was just a guy doing a bit and then people bought it and he was like, all right, you know. It's how Twitter gets out of hand sometimes. Sheesh, sheesh. <laughs> you ain't a kidding. Lord, especially lately. Lord, no mercy. Hey, hey you, gonna pull up? Hey, you, want eight, you got eight bucks? Yeah. <laughs> you want a blue check? I want one now. I can be special. Oh, Lord. Uh, oh, God. Either way. So the story of the lost continent of Lemuria lives on to this day. Like, there is no doubt about that. And it's probably Mount Shasta's most revered legend or eerie story whichever way you want to look at it and yeah lemuria itself has inspired countless stories and tales as well as several religions most famously the i am activity movement created by guy oh. ballard who was another mining engineer by the way yeah yeah so Ballard claims that he met a young man on Mount Shasta while exploring named the Count of St. Germain. Yes! <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to get very into the Count of St. Germain because I can't do it justice because it's insanity. <laughs> because that was the other rabbit hole I started going down. Thanks a lot, asshole. Mm, I sent that to you at the last minute. I was like, because I was looking at yeah. something... <clears throat> Mount Shasta related, and it just boom, it was just like right there at eye level. And I was like, Oh my god, I just watched two videos about this guy or you know, yeah. this person, supposed person. And I, you know, I, I couldn't, I mean, even right now, I can't remember his full name, but like as soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh, the count, yeah. And it's just, it's just this, I, I will just say it is a figure who appears throughout history from I don't know. The 1700s, 1600s, something like that, all the way up to we definitely know he was somewhere in 1776. Let me get to that. Yeah. Let me get to that real quick. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm sorry, I'll leave it all out. The, yeah. No, no, leave that in. That's fine. So yeah, yeah. the Count <laughs> of Saint Germain, which I did not know anything about until you sent me that. I never heard of him. Never. A week ago, I didn't. know I didn't anything. know until you sent me that. Like. Yeah. The videos on him. Anyway, so he is supposedly an immortal man that shows up at major historical events, such as the signing of the Declaration of Independence. He's also been seen um, hanging out with Napoleon, um, hanging out with. He's British usually royalty. whispering in the ear yeah, he's of kind of people. Or he's he... making statements or whatever, right? <clears throat> he, 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 like, supposedly the story is he encouraged the the founding fathers to finally put their names on to the paper. Yeah. It wasn't, it, it was like, he was like, you know, he gave some kind of speech from the back of the room. And when they turned around, who was that man? Exactly. He's exactly. gone. It was claimed that he made a speech and that's what led to them finally hunkering down and signing the declaration of independence. Yeah. So Ballard and his wife, Edna claimed to be the sole messengers of St. Germain and other ascended masters. Um, they started giving public lectures on St. Germain's teachings where they eventually had over 1 million followers. Wow. Hi, kids. You're in a cult. Call your dad, as yeah. George and Karen yeah. say. So, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Anyways, so after Ballard finally died in 1971, most of the I Am Activity movement followers left the religion. However, yeah. it is still around today, and you can even visit the I Am Reading Room in Mount Shasta City to this day. So, Jesus. Uh, that's a little possible explanation and a little further craziness on the Le- yeah. Lemuria wow. and the Lemurians. So now... Let's kind of dive into back into UFO, UFO sightings. So remember how I told you? Sure. Remember the 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 whole like remember the fire, fire in the cl- the fire in the spaceship mm-hmm. thing. So lenticular <clears throat> clouds are a stationary mm-hmm. weather phenomenon that develops on the downside of mountains, and this is when moist and stable oh, air goes over a mountain. Oscillating waves are created. Okay, which will. We'll make sure to put like a photo up at some point so that you all can tell what we're talking about. Um, The crest of the waves causes condensation of vapor, which evaporates through troughs. Troughs? Troughs. I don't know. Troughs. 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 I don't know. So these evaporations take the form. You're definitely landlocked. I am definitely landlocked. Yeah. Waves and troughs. Yeah. I don't even know what the hell that is. (laughs) Only trough I know about is like when you feed pigs slop in so <laughs> yeah anyways i got you oh, no no i know I, no, I agree yeah. i got you I, oh, no, that was shit. what i that was that, that's trough number two for yeah. me yes uh, so these evaporations take the form of lenses and spaceships what look like spaceships and they look layered like mm-hmm. i said and mount shasta commonly sees lenticular clouds during the winter in particular according to officials so these clouds, these lenticular clouds, look really eerily similar to UFOs and are quite possibly a large number of the supposed sightings that occurred directly around Mount Shasta. Okay. Right. So you know how I said, oh, well, we're having like so many more sightings and blah, 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 and yada, yada. Well, this is probably right. a good reason why, because these look pretty similar if you're looking from far away and it's like sunset and weird. Yeah, it's going to look like an damn UFO. So, however, a more logical explanation as to the UFO UFO sightings can probably be explained by the fact that this is indeed a semi-active volcano where noxious gases Mm -hmm. could be causing hallucinations to its visitors. Like, it's a very Mm -hmm. real possibility. So. Yeah. Yeah. So now. Yeah. We want to talk about the UFOs. Still, but the ones that apparently disappear into Mount Shasta. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the idea of a portal to another dimension sounds slightly crazy, right? Really does. It's like kind of cuckoo for Pocah Puffs. But there is a NASA funded research that discovered in 2013 the existence of what is called X points or electron diffusion regions. So what this is, is Plasma physicist Jack Scudder of the University of Iowa states that X-points are places where the magnetic field of Earth connects to the magnetic field of the sun, creating an uninterrupted path leading from our own planet to the sun's atmosphere 93 million miles away. And further investigation found that these portals open and close high above the upper atmosphere dozens of times per day. So this leads a person to wonder if X points actually, you know, if they exist up there, why is it not possible that they could also be present 
on the Earth's surface or under it and lean not to the sun, but to other parts of our universe. So I I got to look that I, up. It's I'm telling you, prepare to go down a rabbit hole because it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's very real. I mean, like it says, it's NASA research. So it's not like it's some like, you know, dude on ancient alien show going, this is what we have. You know, it's not that. It's like actual research based. So very interesting. And as you know, I am like a total nerd for space. And so I'm like, whoa, holy cow. Like I can. That's crazy. I can let let that one go because the fact that it's NASA research based. All right. So now on to our mysterious disappearances again. And I swear, I promise we're almost done. And it's been a long one. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, so the story of the five-year-old boy that disappeared, right? The one that um, had to poop on Mm -hmm. the paper for his other grandma, Cappy. Um, And where he was found five. (laughs) Lucky Dennis Martin. (laughs) The the lucky person, Dennis Martin. So, you know how he was found hours later near his parents' campsite and all that. Living with the littles. Well, behind the bush. But so that is completely true. All right. And if we're being really honest, it is pretty mind boggling. The fact that he was literally right near the campsite, just behind a bush. And then like, poof, he's there. Does that mean that maybe he had wandered off and then somehow wandered back a little bit? Possible, but still, it's like, how did they overlook him? But as for the story about Grandma Cappy, yeah, yeah, someone made that up and posted it on the internet. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah. Um, And the reason that we know that that portion is made up is because the family of the boy who wished to remain anonymous debunked it not long after it actually surfaced onto the internet. So, sorry, Grandma Cappy and pooping on the piece of paper is not a real story, apparently. <laughs> Although it did get a good chuckle out of you, so that made my day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm actually kind of disappointed. I really just kind of thought that the you know back of the neck thing was. Uh, I was really still kind of hoping the pooping on the paper thing was real. Yeah, I would be more apt oh, to believe well. the pooping on the paper. So, is the kid just never came? This kid just doesn't have any memory of what happened to him. I, not that they've really said. I, I don't know if it if he does or if he doesn't because, like I said, because they want to remain. Yeah, they want to remain yeah. remain anonymous. Which I mean, I'm sure the child has been to like therapy for it because it's going to be a traumatizing situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. He's got to be, he's got to be at He'll least, be fine. you know. He'll be fine. <laughs> he's got to be our age now. I well, mean, you know, when did this happen? 2011. Oh, 2011. Yeah, so I was thinking this was like ago. an ancient story. No, oh, so Jesus he Christ. would be yeah. 16 now. I don't know where my brain was. Well, he'd be 16. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure his parents have had him in like therapy or something. Two more years. Two more yeah. years. But, jeez. But. You know, I, dude, he would be. So famous on TikTok or something like that. If he was like, yeah, I was the guy who had to shit on the paper for my fake grandma. For other grandma. Here's where I was. He he could easily like, honestly, my YouTube algorithm is ruined because I fell asleep one night while watching some kind of mild conspiracy thing. Oh, no. And um, I, when I went back and looked at my history, it was like, no, remove, remove, <laughs> no, remove. No, no. Um, but so my my algorithm is so messed up. But like honestly, like the, there's so many people that claim to be time travelers. He would have the perfect story. Oh yeah. Boom. He's a time traveler. Oh yeah. Do it, dude. Yeah. Do it, dude. Do it on your TikTok. Totes. Do it now, man. Totes. Do it. But I'm sure that I, I'm <clears> sure <throat> that he has probably spoken about like where he went or like they've probably tried to do like that rem- repressed memory therapy type stuff. You know. Yeah. But they say that you don't remember anything prior to age five unless it's a traumatic event. Right. So he probably does have some memories of it, I would say. Um, as for the numerous other people that have disappeared that I kind of talked about, like a few of them, 
Um, like I said, with the Landers guy, that one is pretty strange. We're not going to deny that. But with the others that I talked about, it's very possible that like a number of not only those missing individuals, but others have fallen off of like a cliff of some type. Have they, they've just wandered off into the woods, um, and gotten completely disoriented and died from exposure, starvation, those type things. I could easily see that one lady having some kind of woo woo experience. Like I'm talking to my dead husband's spirit and it's just like, yeah, whatever. And she winds up down one of those crevasses with, uh, that actually did have a glacier. Yeah. Or even like, you know, they could have like fallen in bodies of water in crevasses, stuff like that. And they're just, Mm -hmm. they're really unlikely. Sulfur baths. Yeah. They're really unlikely to be found, you know? Because Mm -hmm. if we think about it, people go missing nationwide, right? Um, And they go missing without a trace. And a lot of the like missing without a trace or strange disappearances that you hear about are people that have went like hiking in the woods. Like I hate to admit it, but like hiking in the woods or in the outdoors somewhere, right? And it's Mm -hmm. usually a matter of they've had, you know, if they are found like years later, they can tell that they've fallen into like a no man's zone, like a crevasse or down an embankment or into Mm -hmm. a body of water, something along those lines. So it's a lot more common than we realize. Does it kind of tie into like all the mystery, like weirdo stuff that happens on Mount Shasta? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can see why people run with it again. The Landers guy, that one is really odd to me. I will say the, the missing people that and the little boy, you know, being right near the campsite, those two really do stand out to me. The others, I kind of wanted to cover them just so that we had some more, but I can Mm -hmm. definitely explain those off way easier. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but any way you look at it, Mount Shasta is a beautiful and unique landmark of North America. We know that. Um, and with many individuals who feel it's called to explore it or the area around it. And as the great John Muir said, when I first caught sight of it over the braided folds of the Sacramento Valley, I was 50 miles away in a foot, alone and weary, yet all my blood turned to wine and I have not been weary since. And that, ladies and gents and days and thems, is Mount Shasta and all its weird, crazy shit that happens, so... <laughs> wonderful job thank you thank you wonderful job i didn't realize there was that much like yeah, i said i had just seen a little bit and i was like oh, it seems like there's some stuff and i'm gonna stop looking yeah. at it and you tell me what you think yeah you have a blast but, yeah. editing this one buddy i'm sorry <laughs> <clears throat> oh no it's fine but, no no no, no. Um, it's fine. real quick i do want to list my sources so mm-hmm, thanks yeah. first and foremost to your wife and I guess you mm-hmm. for the YouTube video mm-hmm. that was sent to me, um, which is the Y files, the most paranormal place on earth. What's happening on Mount Shasta It's a great 20 minute video. His other content is really good and it's really addictive as you yeah. can attest to. Um, and I yeah. highly suggest yeah, Like it. I said, I, I've, I've, I've probably watched all his videos in a matter of a few weeks that that's where I found out about the count. Yeah. Um, and then I went looking in other places and that's also how I've now become obsessed with number stations, mm-hmm. um, which is a completely other crazy oh, thing, I know what, especially I know what the number station. Like, cause I, yeah, yeah. they're weird, but the, especially the, the, there's, there's several online that are, uh, that are of the Russian yep. number stations right before the Ukraine invasion. And then all of a sudden they just go, yeah, dead. Yeah. It's crazy. There's like, he says like one word at the end and then it's just like, you just hear. And that's like when they first started bombing and entering in the country, you're just like, what are these number stations? Like, especially the one there's one, there's a German one. 
where a woman scream. There, it comes on with a song, like a famous German like child's children's song. And then the woman just goes, nine, five, die. She just screams out numbers. Ew. And uh, for like, and then, and then it'll be like, just some German song. And then um, there is a, uh, I think it's either British or Australian number station where it's just a child. Oh, it's the British one. They just, it's the British one. The yes, British one. Yes, yes. Yeah. They, pl- they play some British ch- children's song and then it comes on and just goes, one, nine, Seven. Yeah. No, it's the British 12. one because that. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. It's creepy. It's creepy. But anyways, anyway. um, yeah. So the Y files on YouTube. Go check out those videos. Like they're really great. Um, I also had help from God love it Wikipedia. Donate if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. A really great article from Atlas Obscura called "There's Something About Mount Shasta." Uh, another article from KQED. Um, on it's called the a mysterious hole appeared on Mount Shasta and the theory behind it blah blah blah, go look that up and we'll link all these. Um, California.com website really great information on especially on the Native Americans in that area, um, and then a few others most notable probably is uh one from NPR on the many legends um of Mount Shasta. So go check those out. Um, as well as the other ones that we're going to list for you. Um, there's some really great, like if you want to go down a wormhole and stuff, because again, this is a long, I know it's going to be a long episode. However, there is so much more like you can read into and research. And don't worry. It's not as long as it's not going to be as long yay. as mine last, last month. <laughs> if you want go down your own wormhole, because it's, it's especially mm-hmm. the Lemuria stuff. Like it's so far fetched yeah. off the wall, but it's a fun read. Like, and you can you can really go down a wormhole with that. Yeah, because there there is like you you said Lemuria like there like I actually saw one thing that says that they that there's some some link to human beings coming from Lemuria, mm-hmm. and actually there's a chance that we share some DNA. You know, whatever this was, what yeah. they believed was that we were somehow descended from standing giant lemurs. Yeah. We became human beings or something like that. And so, like, there is a lemur and human connection in someone's world. With See, Lemuria. I didn't even get to that. I just said lemurs yeah. because the word made me think of lemurs. But, no, that it literally is. That's, so. I found crazy shit like that. It's just, it's just, yeah, my, 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 like I said, my YouTube is ruined. Yeah. Ruined. So, um, <laughs> as I said, go down your own rabbit hole, wormhole, whichever. <laughs> lava tube if you will <laughs> that you want go to go down your own lava tube um, find your own room full of standing frozen as, people as recommended by your twat lawful extraordinaire here uh, <laughs> <laughs> and razzle dazzle just don't poop on any paper for any strange grandmas okay <laughs> mm, I don't know man it depends on how much she's it depends on how much candy she's got Gosh. <laughs> well, I'll just go ahead and say that you can find me at Pox Holiday on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I think that's all I have, really, honestly. Um, Only and, fans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring it up and every time. <laughs> just because you secured it. <laughs> I'm too scared to go look and see if I actually did create an account as a joke. Um Let's see. Um, I haven't received any emails. Let's just put it that way. But at the same time, should you secure it just in case? That's my question. <clears throat> That's good. Box holiday feet. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, 
You can listen to my other podcast, Pox and Puss Podcast. It's about the Appalachian Trail. We just celebrated our 10th anniversary. We're hoping to record in the coming weeks and put out a 10th anniversary episode. So, yeah, please, uh, please. Uh, do, do me a favor follow uh, subscribe there and to subscribe to this podcast because yes. I don't put out I don't put out episodes uh, unless they actually have to do with like the AT the PCT or CDT on uh, on those so please subscribe to our podcast you can find it at anchor.fm forward slash in the pines pod you can find all the places you can um, search or if you just go to wherever you normally get podcasts we're there and you can find myself at hey that nikki n-i-k-k-i on twitter and instagram and that's all you get from me um and you can find mm-hmm. our podcast on twitter instagram and facebook at in the pines pod yo 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 um so yeah, well, perfect. <laughs> I'm still not coming down yes. off my sugar high and caffeine high yet. This is scary. <laughs> I'm gonna be up half the night now. We're gonna be watching NASCAR uh, races and everything here in a little bit. So maybe that's a good thing. <sighs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm probably going to be trying to get out of my wife's way. Um, that's probably a good idea. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So what do we say at the end now? Because. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do say something yes, at the we end. Do. <laughs> um, do you want to go first this time and I'll go sure. second? Sure. Okay. Some people walk into the woods to make memories. And some people walk into the woods to be forgotten. Bye. Y'all. Goodbye. <laughs> New music. <laughs> something that sounds like that, but it's free. <laughs>